Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Is For Podcast. My name is Sarge, and joining me today for this episode is the one, the only, he needs no introduction, but I'm going to introduce him anyway. He dresses, he, and he looks like a lumberjack, but his tree-cutting skills are very, very bad. His name is Danger. Say hello, Danger. I wouldn't say they're bad. I mean, I've taken down trees where they were, they didn't go where they were supposed to, but that's not my fault. That's part of lumberjacking. Know your wood. Uh, lumberjacking. <laughs> so if this is your first time joining us today, this is for podcasts, is what we basically do is we take a letter of the alphabet, we assign it a topic, and then we just talk about it. Sometimes it ends up being a college lecture, sometimes it doesn't. So we'll just see where this one ends up. So today's letter is R, and R is for rebooted, re-released, remastered. We're going to hit three R's with this today. How's that sound? The, uh, the, the girl's school has three R's, and that's uh, respect, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> they're there they're three it's reading writing with no w and respect yeah. writing is an r yeah. Is it? <laughs> yeah so what do you think it means to have a remastered rebooted i was going to say a remastered movie remastered remastered is one of the only ones of these that i'm truly okay with although there have been terrible remasterings but it's when uh the director goes back to the original movie and it's just the same thing as for a song, where they go back to the original form of the movie and change things, you know, amp up the colors and change and fix the sound, you know, and in George Lucas's case, add extra stuff digitally, which was terrible. But so, according to Hollywood so lingo, movie, it's just upped a little bit. Yeah. So according to Hollywood lingo, if you went to Hollywood to talk about a remastered movie essentially they would tell you it's where it goes back to the production stage and it is like 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 danger said you know they tweak the audio a little bit more with some of the newer style filters and they tweak the colors as much as they possibly can now sometimes it's for the good sometimes it ends up a shit sandwich keep that in mind as like as we go through this what i have is a list which i've got from a few websites and it's actually really great. Now, if I say a re-released movie, what do you think that is? A re-released, as far as I'm aware, is just when they release the same movie again. Yeah, so the case in point is The Little Mermaid, right? When The Little Mermaid first aired, when it first hit the movie theaters, when it first was put out on uh, VHS, for those people who don't know, that's like this big rectangle thing that you shove into a, a another rectangle thing, and it's terrible. It's basically um, like the um, uh, Russian nesting dolls. Of yeah, <laughs> that is true. And you used to get a fine if you didn't rewind the VHS tapes. Um, Be kind, rewind. Yes. Uh, so with with re-released work, it's where it comes out from VHS to DVD, from DVD to Blu-ray. Right when you get from your DVDs to Blu-rays in Hollywood, that's when it kind of tiptoes into the remastered domain but most of the time it's just re-released and if you confuse the two people in hollywood get kind of a little upset i listened to a few interviews with some of the uh some of the directors of some of the movies and when they're like so we see you've you know released a remaster re-released a remaster thing they're like no we just re-released the movie we didn't do anything to it now if they were to re-release a remaster an example of that would be re-releasing the star wars that yes. came out in the 90s. Yeah, so when Star Wars came out, it came out on VHS. Well, it hit movie theaters, then it came out on VHS. 
And then when uh, Laserdisc was a thing, I found out it came out on Laserdisc. Uh, Did you know that that's the only place that you can still actually get your hands on a copy of the original, you know, four, five, and six Star Wars without the digital enhancements is on Laserdisc? No, didn't know that. Didn't go into that. And then from Laserdisc, it went to uh, DVDs. And from DVDs, it went to Blu-rays. And then from Blu-rays, everything's just digital now, so there is no re-release. <laughs> yeah, it's just digital copies of it out on the internet now. Yep, you can watch it from anywhere, but that's not what we're talking about. So according to IMDb, we're talking about remastered movies. Not re-released movies, remastered movies. Number one, at 194 minutes, 194 minutes, Titanic. 1997. Number one. Number two. At 175 minutes, a crime drama. Would you like to take a guess? 1972. 72. I'm going to guess Taxi Jar? No. No, 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 no. You're going to wake up with a horse head in your bed. Ah. Godfather. The Godfather. That is correct. 1982. 109 minutes. Horror, mystery, sci-fi. Now, Luke would get... I'm sorry. Monster would know this one as soon as I said that. You know, You know what it is? The thing. the thing. The thing. Right. The thing. Okay. Um, 1994 at 142 minutes, a drama, The Shawshank Redemption, which, in my opinion, is a good movie. Anyways, I'm a big Morgan Freeman fan. Fantastic movie. So, I think it's 1980 with Jack Nicholson and an axe. The Shining. The Shining. 1978, Midnight Express. 1958, Vertigo. 1994, Samuel L. Jackson, John Travolta, Uma Thurman. Oh, that would be Pulp Fiction. That would be Pulp Fiction. I was going to say, I was going to throw your bone and go Bruce Willis if you needed it. But you didn't. Nah, I got it. 2007. Was, uh, John Travolta, that was the movie responsible for reinvigorating John Travolta's career. Yeah, after Phenomenon and Michael, I, I think. Anyways. Um, I three think his t- career was on the decline from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> that just gave him another hump to where he just went back out again. Yeah. Uh, 310 to Yuma, 2007. Batman Begins, 2005. Which, I'm kind of on the fence about that one, because to me, Batman Begins is kind of like a reboot, in my opinion. But we'll get to the Batman stuff here in a minute. Okay. Cape Fear, 1991. Casino Royale, 2006. uh, Dawn of the Dead in 2004, which is a reboot of the what... The what... Who was that? was, um... Ving Rhames? Huh? Yeah, George Romero. You talk about the Dawn of the Dead, uh, yeah, with Ving Rhames. That was a remake of Dawn of the Dead, which was a Romero movie. That was Zack Snyder. Yes. Uh, The Departed, I never saw that one, 2006, so I have no opinion on The Departed. Uh, That's a fine movie. Dread, the Judge Dread reboot of 2005. I like that one with Carl Urban. He had the chops to play that one. It was great. And... I'm not, I'm on the fence about this one as as one of the as one of the top re re released movies, Evil Dead, 2013. I'm on the fence about that one. I'm a big Bruce Campbell fan. Okay. So, do you have any personal rebooted movies that you like? Rebooted movies. I'm sorry. Well, well, I'm sorry. We're not re released. So re re released movies. Um. I mean, I've seen a lot of the re-released movies. Uh, some of those I would... Your favorite. Your favorite that they did a great job re-releasing. 
Well, that's the thing. You know, when you get into the territory of the re-release, you know, you get into the reboot, the re, uh, the remaster is, you know, like I said before, kind of the same thing. But yeah. don't have a favorite re-release. They have re-released the original Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2 out again, and that was fantastic. I love that movie. Girlfriend hates that movie, but that's <laughs> another issue altogether. But, you know, as far as re-releases, I don't have a particular favorite. Okay. Yeah. Now, I've got favorites of, you know, other ones, you know, reboots and whatnot. I've got a couple, you know, remakes that I thought were fine and not wonderful. They did the job just fine, but they kind of just remade the movie itself and didn't add anything else to it. You know, it's this is a rabbit hole, my friend. Yeah, I know it's a rabbit hole. That's why that's why we're in it. That, that is exactly why we're in it, because when we start getting into this stuff, it's like what is considered to be there's no real criteria of what movie is deserving to be re-released or remastered. You see, the list that you read, I would classify some of those as, you know, re-releases, reboots, and sequels. You know, yeah. I, I would give them all different things. Like Dread. While Dread was a fantastic the one with Carl Urban, great movie. I've seen it a bunch of times. It's the one with Rob Snyder you didn't like? No. <laughs> so, so that, to me, while it was a reboot, it was... A redo because do over this one was so bad, and I think the redo is something that we should put back. You know, to we should put into the vernacular of talking about these types of things because it's okay. The first one was was a dog turd. Let's redo it into a better one, like the Fantastic Four movie that came out in the eighties. Uh, I forget what year it actually didn't come out; it just got made. That was awful, but it was the best they could do at the time. And then they redid it with. The, with Jessica Alba, still wasn't great. Seen seen both of them a whole bunch. I think I actually own them. But it's just because that was the only Fantastic Four that I had. And they were like, we're going to redo it better. And then they did it worse. <laughs> so now they're going to redo it again. And so it's, you know, when do we stop classifying it as a reboot and call it a redo? Well, that's that's just the thing. There's no real criteria that I have found that says this movie is deserving of a re-release. Or this movie is deserving of a remaster. I mean, it I took Bruce Campbell. I mean, it took Bruce Campbell and his fans forever to get a reboot, a, re a redo, a do-over of his Evil Dead movies. No, I think that was just a a remake where they <laughs> took the basic premise of the story and remade it for a modern audience. I think that that's all that was, was just a remake. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about when it was still classified as a B-rated movie and hit a and hit a cult following before a major Hollywood big-budget movie per company was like, you know what, we're going to re... We're going to take this, we're going to take the source material, and we're, we're going to do it over. Okay, so you're talking about the original Evil Dead and then Evil Dead 2. Yes. It was still in that cult following. Okay, sorry, I thought you were talking about no, the, no, no, not the other one. No, not the other one. I'm talking about the Bruce Campbell one. It took him and his fans forever for it to get done. It's it's kind of like uh, Serenity and Firefly, right? The 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 show from Sci-Fi, and then the movie made from the show. But now they're bringing it back out because it has such a huge. Fun. What drives it to warrant that? Ryan Reynolds in his Deadpool movie. 
What did it take for him to get that? So, on the Firefly Serenity, the okay. So the show only had what was it? One, one season. One, one season. season. Okay. One season. So I kind of saw Serenity as wanting to tie up story and kind of bring too. things to a close in a way. And it was it was done fine. I wasn't a huge fan of that show. I feel like I should have been a bigger fan given the subject matter and whatnot. I, I just was not. But you know the uh, Deadpool deal. That was Ryan Reynolds' kind of passion project all along. He spent 10 years trying to get mm-hmm. that greenlit. And then it was, you know, test footage was, quote unquote, released, <laughs> uh, stolen and released, if you will, to the public. No, nah, that was put out there by him. Uh, that was a passion project of, him, of his in itself. So I wouldn't say that that was a reboot of any kind, remake or you're right you're, you're right i think i just i just got a little passionate there for a second i apologize i'll put myself back on track okay it's fine it's okay to get passionate in doing this it got me thinking of like what are some of the worst reboots in history All right what is what are some of the worst reboots so i have some oh please do share oh I, and i apologize if i upset anybody with this i do not apologize if we upset anybody if we upset you keep listening okay so, worst reboots. I like to do the worst before I get to some of the ones that I think are the best. Worst reboots. The Pink Panther. 2006. Yes. Oh my gosh, that was so terrible. That was a so terrible. A lot of ter- people don't realize that there was an original Pink Panther. Yes. And it was partially animated. And it was yes. great. The Day the Earth Stood Still with Keanu Reeves. I'm a, I'm a big Keanu Reeves fan. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big Keanu Reeves. I think he is one of the greatest actors of our time. The ageless Keanu Reeves. He's one of the greatest actors. I think he's kind of a, you know, uh, one note, but he's got a sharp and a flat, so he's got a little bit of range. But yeah. he's great, and I love Keanu Reeves. I think that Keanu Reeves is one of those that when you cast him in something, you're casting Keanu A type, yes. Yeah. The Mummy with Tom Cruise. Yeah, uh, if you go uh. listen to you as for Universal Monsters, you'll hear all of our opinion on... <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah. That was, the one I I did do some research into why it was so terrible. Like to get Tom Cruise on board, they had to pretty much give Tom Cruise carte blanche creative rights to alter the movie as he sees fit. Yeah, they should. And it was the worst decision they ever made. I mean, the one with Brendan Fraser in it, it wasn't like bad. That I thought that was really humorous. Now the second one, that was okay, still kind of funny. The third one, no, no. The thing about that series that gets me is it had um, spinoffs to sequels that had sequels that had spinoffs. Yes, it did. Uh, did you ever see The Wicker Man 2006? Unfortunately, I did. Yeah. Did not like that one. Not the bees. The bees. 2000 with Sylvester Stallone, one of the few Sylvester Stallone and, um, oh, what's his name? Playing the wrestler. Uh, wrestler. Oh my gosh, I just had his name. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke, thank you. Get Carter. I actually never saw that. The original one with Michael Caine was good. They did give Michael Caine a cameo in I did not care for the remake in, in 2000. And Ghostbusters. The latest Ghostbusters movie. No, I, so you're talking about the one with the girls? Yes. Girl yes. Not, that was bad that was bad that was bad acting that was that was the director wanted to take it too far yeah 
Now, the uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, the sequel that just came out not that long ago, was actually really good. I, really I haven't seen it yet, and we're not going to do spoilers because we're not in a 10-year period yet. No spoilers. No, 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 no spoilers on it, but it was really good. It was really <laughs> well done. It paid homage to the original, and it didn't you know, crap all over anything from the original in a way that kind of would piss you off. And it was directed, written and directed by the original director's son. So, yeah. you know, for people that don't, spirit. for people that don't know here, Dangerous Star, we, we have a spoiler rule. If it is within 10 years of the release date, we do not spoil it, but that's the only warning you get. So there, 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 there you have it. Yeah. If you haven't seen any of these and it's over 10 years, it's your own fault. I'm, I'm not taking responsibility for you and your poor actions. So there is one franchise that I would like to talk about when it comes to reboots, and that is the Batman franchise. Mm-hmm. Because the original the original Batman movie named Batman, Jack Nicholson, Michael Keaton, uh, I forget the guy that played the butler, but he was doing real... Uh, uh, what was his name? Oh. I don't remember his name either, but he is actually the only one that made it through the first four movies. Yes, yes, he did. Actor. Well, no, there was... Um, there was uh, Commissioner, one of the commissioners. Commissioner Gordon. Um, Commissioner Gordon. Uh, was it Commissioner Gordon? Yes, it was Commissioner Gordon. Uh, Commissioner Gordon, I don't know. Is it One of the police actors made it through. I'll have to look it up. <laughs> so the thing, with, the thing with the Batman movie is with Michael Keaton, he did a fantastic job when that movie was done. I don't remember the exact year that the Batman movie came out. But Jack Nicholson portrayed, in my opinion, the best version of of the Joker, period. Right? Well, now, I'm not saying... The Joker, listen to Jay's for Joker. Now, I'm not saying that Heath Ledger didn't do a good job. I think for that version of Batman, Heath Ledger did an okay job as Joker. I think he could have done better. I think they could have picked somebody better. Now, again, that's just my personal opinion. I disagree with you. I could say something, but it wouldn't be nice. So I'm just not going to say anything. And then when you get into... That's what your mother always told you. Is if you don't have anything nice to no, say she didn't. Anything. No, she didn't. She said, don't worry about other people's feelings. I'll just wait until you quit talking. <laughs> so Batman Returns was the second Batman movie of that particular Batman style. And when I say style, that's because like that was that was Tim Burton. That was... Uh, Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michael Keaton, Christopher Walken, all in that movie. And it was great for that style of movie. For the Tim Burton-esque. Don't forget, Paul Rubin was in that movie. Very beginning, played the uh, Penguin, or Oswald Cobblepot's father. Yes. Yes. Had like five, maybe five minutes of screen time. (laughs) Largely forgot he was in the movie, but... I think I saw it about 10 years ago, and I was like, holy shit, hell, it's him. So after Batman Returns, what was the next one? Well, after Batman Returns was uh, Batman and Robin, and then Batman Forever. And it was... Uh, and so Tim Burton actually had a script for a third uh, for a third one, but... Warner Brothers came along and said, "Oh no, you are making these too dark. You're you're." They essentially said, "You're taking a dark character and making dark movies," which I thought was hilarious, given the Batman that just came out. So, 
then they pretty much said, we're bringing in somebody else, brought in old Joel Schumacher, and then <laughs> rebooted and made it toy-friendly so they could sell more merchandise. And then uh, that was um, George Clooney. And then George Clooney didn't want to come back because of bat nipples. <laughs> yes. And uh, I don't know if it was solely because of that, but then they got a new Batman. And so Robin, Robin was stay. It was uh, Chris O'Donnell. He, he stayed on for the next one. Batman Returns. They got rid of Michael Keaton. And I'm sorry, not Batman Returns. Gosh, man. Batman and Robin. They got rid of Michael Keaton and instead brought in uh, George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. Uh, it was, the villains were... The Riddler and Two-Face. The Riddler, Two-Face, and Mr. Freeze, played by the one and the only um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. That, that was Batman and Robin. Was Mr. Freeze in that one? Yes, remember. yes. Because I thought Mr. Freeze was in the one with Poison Ivy. No, maybe Mr. Freeze and... I don't know. I'm having trouble remembering them now. Was it... <laughs> and Two-Face was in Batman Forever? Yeah. Yeah, they were. So that the next one... the So Batman and Robin was Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy. And then after that was Two-Face and the Riddler. Yes. Which was Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones. Now, we have... Oh, I'm sorry. We got this out of order, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize. I apologize. It's all out of order. If you can't tell people, I'm actually not Val Kilmore. We forgot Val Kilmore. We forgot yeah, Batman Forever say. 1995 with the Riddler. Okay. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? I remember it now. So Val Kilmore, Tommy Lee Jones as Harvey Dent, a.k.a. Two-Face, Jim Carrey as the Riddler. And its special song. The special song, do you remember what it was called? Is by Seal. Oh, yeah, it was... Uh, um... Kiss from a Rose. Kiss from a Rose on the soundtrack. Now we have 1997 Batman and Robin. I found my notes on this, so sorry. Uh, Batman and Robin, 1990, uh, 1997. Uh, that is when they went away from the goth-style Tim Burton-esque movies. They went away from that in, uh, when Joel Schumacher took... That, that Joe, Schumacher, Joe Schumacher took over at Batman and Robin. Yes, and then it became very a different kind of style and you know, over the top cartoony and whatnot. Yes. So, it uh, in this one, uh, George Clooney, Chris O'Donnell, aka Batman and Robin, respectively, battled Poison Ivy. Do you remember who played Poison Ivy? Uma Uma Thurman. Yes, and Mister Freeze, and it introduced Batgirl. Do you remember who played Batgirl? That is correct. Was now, of a child oh yeah, at, at, at the time, at the child time, danger. Child, <laughs> child danger had no fear. Eva Longoria was mine. Uh, that was later, but damn. So, two thousand and five. After eight years, Batman Begins. Who did that? Who directed that? Do you remember? Batman Begins. Oh, that's um. Oh hell. If you hadn't asked me, I could have told you. Christopher Miller, ladies. Oh, Christopher Nolan, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, and then he directed the next two. Now, this one is Christian Bale's portrayal, his start of his portrayal of uh, Bruce Wayne. 
I don't know if it makes a difference, but it says young Bruce Wayne in my notes because I think that is what is what it said in the research I made. I don't know if there's a difference between young Bruce Wayne and old Bruce Wayne. Uh, and and Batman uh, Batman Begins he does go back and play like early twenties Bruce Wayne. Yeah, Bruce, and then you know kind of jumps back and forth, but all they really do is just pull his hair down in the front to make him look younger. <laughs> like so in this movie, it shows uh, I'm going to mess up this dude's name. Uh, Ghul. No, Cillian Murphy's mind-altering Doctor the Scarecrow. Yeah. So, what was the Scarecrow's name? Oh. Do you, do you remember? I don't remember. That's why I'm asking you. Yeah. I didn't write it down. But it also featured Liam Neeson as Raz Agul. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so basically, to go with what you're talking about, we had. Michael Keaton for two movies, and then recast or rebooted, really, and with two more movies, and now we're at no, you movie. no, you 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 forgot one, you forgot Val oh, Kilmore. Yeah, well, we had Val Kilmore, and then George Clooney, <laughs> and so it was rebooted, and then recast, and then now rebooted again. Yes, and now we're into two thousand and eight, The Dark Knight. Yeah, which was, I loved it for for that type of. Uh, Nolan, Christopher Nolan's version of it, the remake of it. Um, he went more from the Tim Burton style, which I love because the Joker was more, he showed more mental traits of being what he actually was. He wasn't as messed up as the, the Heath Ledger's portrayal and Christopher Nolan, which is fine. But that, that is when we get into that. Um, I think it had who else did it have in it? Notable actors. Um, oh, it was, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And uh, Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, Aaron Eckhart. Um. Now we move on to The Dark Knight Rises in 2012. Which the Dark Knight should have stayed down for that one. Yes, with Bane. Which and then the worst Bane voice ever. Absolutely, and then because Bane was actually in. Uh, the one with George Clooney. Uh, Batman and Robin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was uh, uh, Poison Ivy's, which, uh, which was Val Kilmer's um, Poison Ivy's driver and assistant. No, Val Kilmer was not in the one with Poison Ivy. Hell, I don't know anymore. Those were a waste of my time, and I refused. No, you, you want to talk about a waste of your time? Let's talk about the 2016 Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Yeah. That was terrible. And that's another... That's another reboot, remake, recast. Because now we're getting into um, Ben Affleck as Batman. Batfleck. Batfleck, yes, Batfleck. Which, which, when I was actually counting these over in my head, I completely forgot that Batfleck ever existed. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so completely forgot about the Batman versus Superman, or Batman v Superman. Um, so, all together. Yeah. So the thing I will give kudos with, with this movie here with this with the person that directed this movie do i have their do i have their Zach name Snyder. yes Zack snyder's um is it shows batman's mortality it shows he truly is a rich man with big expensive toys right going that's exactly to, what it shows well going back to the christian bale one it did the same thing there i mean you know he would 
uh, get out of bed with, you know, no shirt on and have bruises just all over him. At one point, he was complaining about a broken rib. Um, yeah. And in the uh, Batman or Dark Knight Rises, I think it was. Yeah. Um, where he's in the in a prison, like Bane puts him in a prison in the hole in the darkness. And he was like, I live in the darkness. And, you know, um, so he's down there with a broken back. So, you know, I think in those movies, it showed his humanity his mortality i just think this one did it better and and also kudos to ben affleck for getting the actual physique to play batman it wasn't a suit per se well it's it's funny that um that batfleck ever happened because after ben affleck was in daredevil he said he would he said he felt so silly in the suit he would never put on another super suit again he would never play another superhero and then we have 2016, Batman made an appearance in the one, the only, Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, he did. Yes, he did. And then we have 2017's Justice League, which, again, yeah. I believe is another uh, another phenomenal phenomenal DC movie. And then, you know, to 2017, we got, it, we got another reboot of the Batman as the Lego Batman with, um, I'd say a spinoff with Will Arnett. I think is one who like, did Batman. I kind of felt like the Lego Batmans were a separate thing altogether. I've always kind of felt like the Lego movies were separate altogether. I mean, yeah, sure, it's another another reboot, I guess, but I've always just again felt like it was separate altogether. But that's just me. So. Yeah. So which, if we're going to if we're going to go through the Batmans and everything, and we're going to talk about Justice League, we have to acknowledge the fact that Justice League got a reboot remake sort of thing where. Zack Snyder, the fans wanted Zack Snyder's version of it because the first one was such a disaster that the fans just petitioned forever until Zack Snyder actually got to release his four-hour cut of Justice I have not seen it yet. If you're going to, I recommend breaking it up into parts because it's four (laughs) hours. Uh, I think I did it in three different parts. I don't want to say it was good, but it was good because the last Justice League we got was a turd. <laughs> Eva went, my, my daughter Eva went and saw the new Batman movie with a bunch of her friends, right? Which I really want to. I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it. I've not seen it. I asked her not to spoil it for me. But she did say the uh, it's three hours long, three, three and a half hours long. She said that it was good and it was a lot different than the, than the rest of the Batman movies that she's watched, which is good. I think I think it's a more darker version of the Batman. More more it shows more of his volatileness, more of his brokenness in that movie. So I watched a review of it that uh, put it in a way that that sold me on it right away, which was it's Batman that's more brutal and more inspired by movies like Seven and Zodiac. And I'm like, okay, cool. A more brutal Batman that is um, like inspired by some of the darkest movies that we have. <laughs> I mean, Seven was a dark-ass movie. It was a fantastic yeah, movie. I think that was more of a psychological thriller, personally. Oh, oh yeah. Seven was Seven was one of the smartest psychological theor- thrillers I've ever seen. <laughs> Again, I'm a big Morgan Freeman fan. So. so Batman's been getting a lot of reboots. Superman got a reboot a couple times. Um, I'm not going to talk to TV shows because that's just blah. Uh, Christopher Reeves 
in the first three Superman, which is really great. I mean, he was a great Superman actor. I, I give him, I applaud him that. Uh, then I don't think there was another Superman until we got... Uh, Returns. Who, who did that one? With Brendan Ralph. It was uh, directed by Brian Singer, I believe. Who I don't did, remember seeing uh, that one. Yeah, wasn't good. Um, I it was supposed to be a direct sequel to the to the first three. Ah, it fell. <laughs> and then we have the latest Superman, who is who plays him. You know him, Henry Henry Cavill. Yes. Yeah. And I think he did a really great Superman. I think in he his did movies. a great Superman. It was just a trash script and bad director. Yeah. I give it that. I, I will say on the original Justice League, I think what kept me watching the most is when they brought Superman back. I think that is what kept me on my seat. That, and I'm a big Gal Gadot fan. Like, that is my adult crush right there is Gal Gadot. Um, my, my, my wife knows. So, you know, it's a, it, it is what it is on that. I wasn't going to run and tell her and be like, like Sarge loves Gal. Oh, she knows. Yeah. She knows. So I, 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 I could put a giant poster of her up on the wall. My wife would not be upset. I know her well enough to know that she does not feel threatened. No, she does not feel threatened by Gal Gadot. The, the, the Superman franchise, is, to me, is the only franchise, movie-wise, that has not suffered near as bad as, like, Batman. The, rest, the, the other DC movie, Batman. Um, Aquaman, Aquaman, the DC movie Aquaman, was good. It was okay. It was good for what it was. Trying to start the franchise off, I think it was good. But that's about where I'll leave it. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just wasn't, I've never really been a big um, Jason Mimosa fan. Mimosa? Yeah, uh, I'm going to. Hmm, this sounds good. Jason Mimosa. Um, mimosas are good. I like mimosas. Yeah, mimosas are fun. Um, except for when they're enjoyed with people named Jason. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> you know, the director, James Wan, um, fantastic director, you know, directed the Conjuring, first two Conjuring movies, great. I think that the studio tried to put too much in it for him and muddied it up. They got a lot of big namers for it, too, which I was really shocked. I was really shocked. I mean, they got Dolph Lundgren to star Is he in really it. a big name anymore? Yeah, he is. He's still a big name. I don't think he's a big name anymore. I think like he was at one time a big name. Like, he still is. He he still is. He still is a fairly big name. I mean, it's like Sylvester Stallone. He's still a fairly big name out there. I mean, the Expendable yeah, movies. Well, and big name are two different things. Both. I mean, I, I gave it to him. They're more they're more known than I am. That's so, true. Yeah. That's true. Give us a year. Give us a year. We're, we're already heard across the world, ladies and gentlemen. That is not exaggerating. We look at our statistics after episodes go out, and we are known around the world. We have people listening in, in Russia and in India, Ireland, uh, Canada, of course, United States. I think there was a couple in South America this past recently. Not quite sure. You know, we may not be world famous, but we are not even world no, We're world aware. Yes, somebody listens to us out there in these different parts of the world, and we appreciate that. Yes. The the other, I'm trying to I'm I'm not trying to tiptoe around this because I think and, and and ladies and gentlemen, we at Danger and Sarge like to make predictions, and to date, every prediction we have made has came true. Has came true. 
from Ironheart from A is for Avengers to H is for Halo with the new Halo movie coming. The new Halo series coming out on March 24th on Paramount+. Plus. They are not a sponsor yet. We're working on it. No, they don't. They will be, but it's nice to say. So I'm going to make a prediction. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to say the next reboot franchise outside of like the Bond movies, the Die Hard movies, the Mad Max movies is uh, I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be Transformers are going to end up getting rebooted again. Okay, so can you say that Transformers is getting rebooted if it's the same director? I don't think Michael. I don't think Michael Bay is going to pick it up again. It was tra- the first the original Transformers movie that came out, not the animated classic. Here, I'm talking about the one directed by Michael Bay. Yeah, which I woke <laughs> up. I didn't go see it at midnight. I woke up early on my day off, the day after the day of release, <laughs> to go see that movie. My brother and I did, and I loved it. It was a phenomenal movie. I have not enjoyed one since. No. And that's why I honestly think, that's why I honestly believe that we're going to see a rebooted Transformer movie in the near future. If not from a major, if not from a major motion picture production company, Miramax or something like that, but probably from like Netflix, which Netflix is really getting its name in to a lot of big time movie stars. Keep an eye out on that. I mean, that's going to be my prediction for the for, for the next reboot. I think, depending on the company that picks it up, the amount of money they're going to drop into it, and again, not having a true Hollywood definition of what constitutes as a reboot or a remaster, if it's just a crappy movie that's remade, I'm going to have to say it's Transformers. To go with He-Man. I think there is a He-Man hmm. remake coming up. They already did two remakes. The original had Dolph Lundgren in it. And I forget who who starred in the second one, but it was terrible. The guy had a mullet of all like getups. I don't know of a second He-Man movie. I know there's been a He-Man television series, but I don't know of a second He-Man movie. There was there was what? I don't know of a second He-Man movie. There is there there was a second He-Man movie. He-Man. Oh, what was it called? So I will go off and and I will say that while I don't believe the Ghostbuster movie. The, the reboot with where they changed the the, uh, the 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 female cast, which I'm not knocking the female cast in any way, shape, or form. Please, everyone, please understand that. I just believe that they were given a really crap script. Like they wanted to push so hard to gender bend this movie that they didn't take into account that the script that they were just. Like, they were just throwing out there. They were just throwing stuff together in, like, a big soup pot and then pulling it out and taping it together, and that was the, that was these people's script. That was not their fault whatsoever. So, I think, I, I think that that movie was wanting to redo the, or reboot the uh, Ghostbusters movie and maybe even branch it off into a franchise, but yet the... You know, they had a box. The studio handed them a sheet with a list of boxes and requirements box. to do. Female cast, you know, change gender, you know, like, you know, all these things like girl power and all this stuff. And so they were fo- so focused on checking the boxes that they forgot to make a good movie. You know, to quote, uh, to, to, to quote a line from the original Jurassic Park movie, right? I might mess this up because it's been a while since I've seen it. That the, the line goes, 
people were so consumed that they could that they didn't stop and think of whether or not they should. And that's that's how I feel about that Ghostbusters movie. Everyone was like, we could reboot this, we could throw in an all-female cast, we could, you know, we could do this, we could do that, we could we could appeal it to the the blazy 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 blazy. But no one ever stops and said, should we actually do it? And it came back and it bit him in the butt. You know, and they should have stopped. They should have stopped. I mean, even, I believe they said, if I remember correctly, I believe they said that even when they were giving it to the test theaters to get the the audience's, like, approvals on the endings and stuff like that, that even the test groups were like, this is, this is garbage. Yeah. So did you happen to find anything about the He-Man, excuse me, the He-Man movie? No, but what I did find. Hit me with it. I don't mind being wrong. No, no, it's, uh, I didn't find anything about about a second movie outside of, um, you know, it was proposed that there was going to be um, a CGI remake of it and whatnot, and it never came to fruition. But what I did learn that on January 28th, 2022, it was announced that Netflix had a, officially acquired the film rights from Sony and that Kyle Allen would now play He-Man. It was revealed that David Colleram um, had written a new draft of the screenplay, and um, it's going into production this summer. Oh, fantastic. Like I said, Netflix, man. in real time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we, we'll, get them, we'll get them wrong eventually. Trust me, our rights and wrongs, our predictions will eventually balance out. But right now, we're on a, we're on a roll. I can dig this. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm good with knowing the future. I just wish now, I believe. Now, I believe that uh, one of the franchise that gets rebooted just as much as uh, Batman is is the Bond movies. Every time they get a new lead Bond player, a new lead Bond character, they try to reboot it to make them more believable i mean case in point uh roger moore was the original bond followed by um uh oh sean connery really okay so i stand right so roger so sean connery the original bond and then roger moore and then daniel not daniel Craig, then um pierce brosman and then daniel craig well there was there was more in there (laughs) no i'm talking I, i don't remember the rest of them off the rip. Do you remember the rest of them? But every time, like like when it went from Pierce Brosnan to Daniel to Daniel Craig, right? They threw out Casino Royale, which was Bond's first Bond's Daniel Craig's. It went into his back, not necessarily his backstory, but when he first became a double O agent. It was his first mission. Yes. So and then they came out Skyfall, which talked about Bond's background. And now that Daniel, in my opinion, was the best Bond movie. It was a very good Bond movie. Uh, I'm still, I'm still prone to uh, the chick in uh, Goldeneye that liked to kill her opponents by squeezing them to death while having sex. I think that was a good way to go, but that's just my so, my personal so opinion. I, Pierce Brosnan, in my opinion, was just the worst Bond. <laughs> the worst Bond. And I think part of that lends itself to, I have a theory that between 98 to 2002, roughly, 
um, and I talk about this just a little bit in the um, T is for TRL episode, but pop culture, like 70% of pop culture was garbage. And a lot of movies fell into a certain, a, a certain look, a certain tone, a certain feel. And James Bond got swept up into that. And, and the Bond movies of the Pierce Brosnan Bond movies fall right into that look and that feel. And I think he was a terrible Bond. Just terrible Bond. Do not like him. I think Sean Connery was the best Bond until old Daniel Craig came around. And then when he did Skyfall, it was like, holy crap, he's he's got it. I mean, he looks like a monkey, but he's, he's got it. <laughs> he's got the face of a howler monkey, but he's, you know, he's, he's the best damn Bond we have. Yeah. I mean, I just, I thought he was, was great. I thought for a long time that, well, I don't want to say I thought for a long time, uh, you know, just when I was a kid, you know, I would watch Bond movies with my dad and I thought Roger Moore was garbage and he got, I think the most Bond movies and then Pierce Brosnan did it. And I was like, Hey dad, there's a worse Bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and i don't think that every time they get a new bond uh new bond actor it's a reboot it's a remake i think it's just a continuation of the storyline where they just created this long storyline based off of the books and then i think skyfall was one of the first ones outside that wasn't a book so it was outside of that that realm but they kept the same you know characters and same storyline so i don't think it's a remake i just think it's a recasting and reselling a repackaging. Well, that would be classified as a reboot to some people because you're repackaging something. Uh, kind of. You're uh, it's again, and this is why there's no this is why there's no Hollywood, a strict Hollywood definition of what is a remake, what is a reboot, what is a remaster, what's a re-release. There's no straight Hollywood answer. My my answer, my definition <laughs> is a reboot is when you keep the uh, basic elements, basic properties, and repackage it. You know, the Bond is really changing the main character and uh, the main actor and usually a Bond girl, but Bond girls are disposable. And as we've said that many times, um, how many Bond girls have made it out of the movie? A couple. Um, Ivana something of another from Pierce Brosnan's Golden Eye survived. Yeah, Halle Berry, I I think she survived. She She survived. She was... She was a, a major player, a major actor. Um, but yeah. Maggie O. Maggie, no, yeah, Maggie O. Survived. I mean, so it's been a handful of them, but overall, Bond girls are, you know, a dime a dozen. You know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't see the the Bond deal as a reboot. I think it's just a a continuation of the story, a repackaging, if you will. So. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So. That wraps up the show today. But I'm going to ask you a question before before I kick over to Danger for some words of wisdom. So here's my question to you, audience. What do you think is the worst and the best re-release, reboot, or remake? Let us know. Let us know your opinion. So with that being said, Danger, do you have any parting words of wisdom for our loving audience? So we have had many remakes, many uh, sequels, mini reboots, and some remasters. And, you know, we all have our opinion of them. If you like them, you like them. You know, you're allowed to be wrong, and that's okay. It's, you know, you like what you like. But I like what I like, and I'm going to stand up for that. And 
Pierce Brosnan was the worst Bond. Pierce Brosnan, I, yeah, I agree. Pierce Brosnan was the absolute worst Bond ever. So, ladies and gentlemen, from us here at Danger and Sarge, I am Sarge. I'm Danger. And wishing you all a good night.